Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Uh, we told you we are talking Ghana uh, as a travel destination. And we've got Ukwashe Tonke, uh, Chief Executive for Africa Tourism Partners. Good morning. Welcome to the show, sir. Good morning. And good morning to your listeners. I, I think before we speak about travel opportunities for Ghana, how did COVID-19 um, and lockdown, if any, affect tourism in Ghana? Okay, um, I think Gremlins. I think we, yeah, we'll, we'll, maybe let's do this. Let's pay bills. Uh, we'll try and sort out the line and we'll come back because I think I, pre- I probably pray something now. Uh, my hands are always. Let's pay bills and come back and try that again. And we've got Kwache back on the line. I think the line is better now. Kwache, are you better now? Uh, uh, I think so. Is it better on your side? That is perfect. Thank you. Um, So so you're still telling me about how um, COVID-19 and just, I guess, lockdowns affected tourism out in Ghana. Yeah, I think uh, it's a a global challenge for for the industry because um, tourism is inbound and outbound. Mm -hmm. So Ghana, like any other country, was seriously affected. Yeah. But what, what they did was to take that opportunity to create awareness around uh, the destination activities and experiences that the locals in the past haven't indulged in. So that basically helped to create a lot of awareness, and they also did a bit of virtual, uh, what we call virtual tourism these days, for people yeah. to see what they could do when, obviously, hopefully, this thing uh, subsides. So I think it affected them, but it wasn't that bad as destinations across the world might have possibly experienced. Yeah. Do you find that Ghanaians generally travel within Ghana or they leave and go to the U.S. and to the rest of the world? Because I know in South Africa, the biggest thing with tourism is that South Africans will leave and go and see New York and China and all the other countries, but they haven't been around South Africa. Do you guys find the same issue there? Uh, it's a, once again, it's an African phenomenon. Um, but I think it's, it's a two-way street. Yes, you are correct. The, the haves, what I would call the the middle class and above, and the ultra-luxury, uh, or ultra-world, rather, will go to the, the Europe or the Western world or the the USA, the, the Asia, and the rest. And at the same time, you've got a certain segment which will obviously go to the villages and the rural communities over the weekends. Uh, Ghana, there's one particular thing that is interesting, very unique experience. Uh, I call it funeral tourism uh, over weekends. Mm. There are some destinations that you never even get a flight to travel to because the flights are booked for people wow. to go overnight for weekend and then have a lot of fun after the funeral and then come the following day. Mm-hmm. So you've got two categories of tourists. The domestic is more what we call visit friends and family over the weekends. And during the long holidays, uh, which is mostly the Western summer holidays, between, let's say, May up to September, a lot of them will go to Europe and go to the Americas. What are the younger ones have started traveling to the Middle East, Dubai, of all places. So it's, it's a very interesting dynamic yeah. as far as the landscape is concerned. Speaking of um, Western and Eastern summer holidays, uh, Qatar 2022, Ghana is one of the countries that are representing Africa. 
What does involvement in these kinds of um, activities, world phenomenons do for Ghana tourism? And should the Black Stars win? What would it mean for Ghana and Ghana tourism? Um, I'm I'm privileged to know a lot of the work uh, that they are doing because we've been doing some advisory work there. And uh, I think they are trying to use the World Cup to reposition themselves as a tourist destination for the world, mm-hmm. not only for the Middle East. Uh, uh, recently, about three years ago, with the head of state, they relaunched what they call Destination Ghana in the UK. Yeah. 2019, they did what we call the year of return, which brought millions of people to Ghana. So Qatar, they are looking at creating awareness by showcasing the experiences, the gastronomy, the music and dance, the culture, and the want of the people. And I think having the soccer team there, they automatically become advocates for the destination, depending on how they perform. But even if they don't do well, their presence alone and their names on the, uh, what we call the brand assets put them uh, ahead of a lot of destinations that did not have opportunity to be there. Uh, if I've never been to Ghana, let's go to the basics. How long is the flight from South Africa to Ghana? And also, why should I travel to Ghana? Um, the flight, you've got a couple of options. Uh, like let's say, that, that takes you about five and a half to six hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not six and a half hours. Or you could go through Ethiopia, you could go through Rwanda, you could go through Kenya. That takes a bit longer because of stopover. That takes about... Uh, nine hours if you go via the east, but direct flight is six and a half. Now, why go to Ghana? There, you got some of the best slave castles uh, or the forts in Africa where our great grandparents were taken to to the U.S. So that is one major iconic attraction along the coast of Ghana. And then one interesting thing: Ghana is a very, very warm. All Africans are warm. Mm. But there are different levels of warmth. Yeah. One experience. <laughs> so um, they, they are very warm people. Uh, what Ghana would do is we meet somebody in the street who doesn't know you, and they automatically, within a minute, you become a friend. And what I personally enjoy in the older days where I wasn't there mm. was to get a taxi driver. By the time you get to your destination, you have he, he or she would have distressed you <laughs> by sharing a lot of fun with you. <laughs> Um, we got the cuisine is interesting. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm sure you heard about the Ghanaian Nigerian jollof fight. Yes. Where they, they claim whose jollof is better. But the variety of cuisine and gastronomy is amazing. Yeah. And then the culture, uh, they got what we call the Afro beach here. They used to have high life, so you can dance everywhere that you go. Everything, South African dance. Uh, Ghanaians cannot dance like South Africa. But they do. They do love their music and you've got variety. So uh, with blouse music and everything. So whether it's funeral, people would sing and dance and play music. Whether it's wedding, whether it's in the church. I mean, so it's a very vibrant society and I think uh, it's also very relaxed uh, in terms of security and safety. It sounds uh, absolutely it has incredible. its own challenges like any other country. Yes, of uh, course. It's, it's not that bad. So I think the warmth, the hospitality, the cuisine, the culture, yeah. and the vibrancy of the whole society is, is, is exciting. I just come back from Ghana, I said, two days ago. That's nice. I'm enjoying it, yeah.
Well, thank you so much. We really do appreciate this. I mean, you've opened up our eyes to the possibilities. And the next de- destination is definitely Accra. That's uh, Kwatia Donko, Chief Executive of African Tourism Partners, talking to us about the incredible country. The Takeoff, live and exclusive to Radio 2000, 97.2 to 100 FM, nationwide.